Hey guys, when's the last time you put on real pants? Oh, uh, yesterday. Oh, yes, overachiever over here. Damn. Okay. Yesterday, okay. Because it, it was cold. <laughs> yesterday was kind of. It was a little cold here. It was like we're getting close to the fall, and I stepped outside and I was like, "Yo, this is this is good pants weather." I'm a huge fan of jeans. I know it sounds weird. People always think that they're uncomfortable. I love jeans. If je- if I could wear jeans in the summer and it wasn't and I wouldn't be hot, I would do it because I think jeans are super comfortable. So. Big team jeans over here. I'm excited for for jean and and pants weather. So it wasn't that long ago for me, but b- before that, honestly, before yesterday, probably March. <laughs> so <laughs> been a little while. Chris, like, for you, like pants, pants, or just like not gym shorts, not gym shorts or sweatpants. That's what I'm saying. Okay, um, it's been probably yeah, not that long, like maybe a week or so, because we had. Uh, dinner with my parents and I, I put on real shorts for that. Okay. All right. See, for me, I haven't put on jeans or pants since before quarantine started. Cause like you guys know my job. Like I wear basketball shorts to work unless I'm interviewing somebody. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure my last interview was March, like, I don't know, eighth, ninth, something like that. And that's the last time I wore jeans. So I have no idea because I it's sweatpants and basketball shorts every single day. I have not worn. So I don't, I'm just wondering what it's going to feel like when I wear jeans again. Did you guys have a prolonged period where you didn't have those on? Because I know you guys have worn them recently and stuff. But like, yeah, so it felt it weird. Feel? It did. It felt weird at first. It was just like, whoa, because, yeah, it's been shorts, weather. it's been gym shorts all summer long. So with not going to work, with not really being able to go anywhere. Even when I would put on a pair of regular shorts, putting on pants was, it really did feel strange and felt like fall was, was creeping up. I'm back in shorts today. It's warm again today. It was literally one day. So feels good to be in shorts again. But yeah, there's an adjustment period there. Even with my love with jeans, there's a, hey, let's get to know each other again before we get all cozy <laughs> up in our businesses. Are you looking for a reason to put on pants though, Didi? Do you, do you, want, just... do you want a reason to put on real pants? I do kind of want a reason for it, but I also was like, just what's it going to feel like when I put jeans on again? Like, I'm really wondering this now. It's like, what is it going to feel like? Because I have, this is a ridiculous long, ridiculously long time. Because I saw someone tweet this just like, oh yeah, I haven't, you know, the first time I wore jeans was this day and my jeans didn't fit. I'm not worried about my jeans not fitting. I'm just worried about what it's going to feel like. Am I just going to be walking around just like itching, like... Right. I have, you know, I'm not you need restra- to give yourself some, in Jane. You need you know? to give yourself some time. You can't just throw those on before you go out somewhere. Yeah, you need an adjustment period, you know. Whatever you got to do to to reacquaint yourself with with jeans and and pants, especially this year. It's <laughs> it's wild. So like, okay, so like with training, like if I take some time off, I'll ease my way back into the intensity that I was training with. Like <laughs> Dan, tell us how do you ease your way back into wearing jeans? <laughs> That's What's fair. the progression? That's fair. My like, suggestion. I'm glad you asked. My suggestion would be the day before, uh, two days before, three days before. Give yourself enough time, but put on the jeans, but be in a comfortable setting. Like you're just staying at home. Like spend a night in jeans. That's all it is. Spend a day in jeans. <laughs> spend a night in jeans, but on the couch, so you're comfortable. Uh, the next step would then be like to walk around 
in the jeans. That's where it really starts to like you catch yourself that you're wearing pants again all the way down. So just reacquaint yourself. Give yourself that little bit of time and, and you'll be fine. That's a wow. pretty good answer. Did you, did you sleep in them? I didn't. I, I could have. It, it just felt that comfortable. It was just like one of those things where it's like, let's pop open the windows and I'll just sleep in jeans. See, I would do that because I'm weird because I have a good relationship with my jeans. I'm, I'm excited for jean season. Let's get those pants on. Get mask up, pants up. Let's go. <laughs> well, uh, welcome to the Brunch Breakdown. If you guys have any tips on what it feels like to wear jeans again, because I don't see myself wearing jeans until like December. There's no reason for me to put them on. I don't know. Yeah, so. you got a long wait. You got a long wait. Maybe maybe the birth of your new child will. It'll be that's a that's a that's put on some new pants day. Maybe. Do we need to like schedule a formal podcast episode to to help? get everybody back into the swing Maybe. of things like Maybe. do we need to suit up for an episode trying to we help america to. trying to get back yeah i don't hate that idea that's a good conversation piece yes let's, let's think, think about, about that okay. well welcome to the brunch breakdown um i'm not wearing pants um <laughs> i'm wearing jeans <laughs> chris is in pittsburgh are you wearing pants what are you wearing uh, i am in uh nike gym shorts there you go and dan i got real shorts on today i got real shorts Ooh. on right now oh oh real yeah i got real shorts i'm in the middle of laundry so that's why i got to get some real shorts (laughs) just that's really the only reason i put on real shorts at all this summer is hey we're gonna need to catch up on some laundry so let's put on some pair of real short shorts for four hours until they're out of the dryer again well today on the brunch breakdown outside of us all wearing shorts we're gonna talk uh a lot of different things. North Dakota is one of them. We're going to talk about uh, changing up a bunch of stuff that uh, with sports. Sports are starting up, so we're going to see how we can change some rules, hopefully for the better, not for the worse. We're going to talk fall, VMAs, and uh, that Blackpink and Selena Gomez ice cream video and what we're listening to. But yo, let's get it started with Get It Off Our Chest. Dan, you'll cannot go. So what I want to get off my chest this week... Um, kind of leans into what we're listening to a little bit later. Uh, one of my favorite bands of all time, Paris, who's actually right over my shoulder here with some autographed posters. If you're watching Hi. the full video uh, episode on YouTube or Facebook, they had to kick a member out of the band this week, same week as their album release, because unfortunately it fell into the category of just people being creepers. And talking to people that you shouldn't be talking to doing things that you shouldn't be doing. I won't get into the details of the story, but it just blows my mind in 2020 people think they can get away with being creepers. I don't get it. There are traces and trails everywhere on your phone, on social media. We've seen it come out, happen with celebrities. It's happening with musicians a lot now too. And this isn't just, I mean, the me too movement is a big part of this, but it goes even deeper than that, where people think they can get away with things in this day and age. It just blows my mind how you think that there you'll never be seen without a trace or be caught or anything like that. There should be far less of these things happening to normal everyday people, to celebrities, to everything like that. It just it blows my mind. It actually kind of ties in even with just being intelligent with technology and social media in general. We all remember our good friend Manti Teow, the former Notre Dame linebacker. Didi, you know him well. <laughs> we remember the the catfish. I'll call it an incident, but it was way bigger than that. If you could call an incident an event, it's really what it was. My man got married 
over the weekend to a real human being. And so shouts to him, shouts to him. But if that wasn't your lesson enough to be careful on the internet and just think and be smart about things, that's really what this is all about. Be smart and use your freaking noggin when you're talking to people, whether it's on the phone, via text, through social media, you will get caught. Bad things, you know, do come out eventually. Karma, I fully believe in. So just be smart and don't be a creeper in 2020 anymore. Why does that seem to happen like specifically so much to bands? It does, right? I I don't know. I really don't understand that because especially because bands and musicians have a lot of that one-on-one interaction. And maybe that's why it does happen is because they interact with, with fans and things like that at shows. They get phone numbers. They connect that way. They don't care what somebody's age is. Maybe that's why. Um, but you're, you're right. It does seem to be happening to bands and musicians that are in bands a lot. And that's happening a lot this year. You're hearing that news come out. Maybe that interaction is what drives a lot of that. Yeah, I suppose that makes sense. But yeah, I mean, I feel like on a semi-regular basis, I will log on to social media and see like a screenshot of a notes thing from one of my favorite bands that says so-and-so has been kicked out of the band because of allegations. And then you dig deeper and you find out, you know, again, it's people being creepers. You'd like to think that the more this stuff happens the 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 less it would eventually happen because like you said dan like your digital footprint is everywhere i don't know why like just because it's a dm and other people can't see it doesn't mean it's not it's not like recorded for history Mm -hmm. i don't know i i you would you would hope that this stuff would decrease over time no you would it's weird that that people aren't more careful you know, of what they do and what they, you know, not that it's, you know, some of the things that people have done, it's like, it's not like it's ever been right. It's just that like, you would think, because people can see all of this stuff and know about your interactions and your creepiness. And now with everyone home, I feel like it just takes like one little thing because everyone's at home thinking about things. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, blast this all out. And now, you know, this person's out of a band or, you know, maybe their career is in danger because uh, Chris D'Elia, comedian who's been on like 8 million different TV shows. I mean, he's, you know, I never thought once about Chris D'Elia ever doing anything or whatever. But then, you know, all this stuff came out about him after comedy shows and stuff like that and how he would treat people and, you know, taking girls who were, you know, questionable ages back to hotel rooms and stuff. And I'm like, what? What are you doing? Like, I just don't get throwing your whole life away for dumb shit. Yeah, and maybe and maybe it's not happening more, but it's easier for it to be called out and drawn attention to, like because some stuff isn't, you know, very recent. Some of the stuff is older, whether it's years ago, and it's just easier to spread that stuff through social media. But like you said, Chris, with the fact that how many how many times this these type of you know news stories keep emerging emerging and keep happening to people you think that would start some sort of decline for people to be like yo i got to watch myself because you know whether i'm famous or sort of famous or whatever the digital footprint is out there everywhere there's nowhere that you can't be caught so just hoping that people would yeah just just use your brain just be smart and realize nobody 
gets away with this stuff forever. Everything comes out in the end. So be smart, people. Yes, be smart. Dude, and shouts to Manti Teo. I had no yeah. idea they got married. Shouts right. to him, man. Right. Shout you know, that, that was your, that was, like I said, that was a big lesson. You know, yes. we have a whole catfish TV show and that's still happening. Right. Same thing there. It's just people not using their brain. Use your brain. And yeah, congrats to him. Got uh, married to a human being over the weekend. Wow. Dude, shouts to him. Well, yeah. I'm going to get this off my chest. Uh, guys, huh. For the love of God. Oh, here it is. <laughs> I love when these start this way. Old people, when they post memes on like Facebook and stuff, I get it. I actually, I understand it because they think they're like Facebook news feed or wherever they see on social media. They think that's a newspaper, right? Because they think that there's no way people could lie about anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, young people, anybody under the age of 40 who grew up with the internet in high school and, you know, below that. You have no excuse. There's this site called Google.com. It's wild. Every story that, like, you see in a meme that is, like, you may think is questionable or you actually may think is true, you can actually find out if it's true by going to Google.com. Yeah, I thought it was a site that everyone knew about, but I guess it's new. So I'm going to tell you again. Google.com. And you can find out all the stories that the mainstream media won't show you, all the stories that are big headlines, that all the memes tell you they aren't. Guys, Google.com. That's it. It will save you all the time. And I can't believe I'm sitting here doing a commercial for a company that's worth like a trillion (laughs) dollars. But I have to do that because people my age and younger are just looking really stupid on the internet. Because I can yell at old people all I want. I can talk about old people, but they on I there's innocence to old people thinking that something, whatever they read is true. But young people, you know better. Yes. Google.com. That is your place to find all the things you need to know. All right? Dude, Thank you. Amen. Amen to that. That so many people need to take that to heart and take it seriously. It drives me crazy what social media has turned into. And you're right. With old people can get like, oh, this is not like you're not a news reporter. That's not what Facebook is for, for you to report the news to people because you think that we care. Old people, I get it. Young people, you have got to stop. You have really got to stop it. And, and social media in general, I'll say this. As somebody who runs a fair amount of social media accounts – you know, from what I see, fortunately, I'm not in a position to receive this a lot, but stop commenting on like news organizations, social media posts. They don't want that. They don't need that. The poor intern or just out of college social media manager run of those things especially doesn't need that. And they're not taking your tweet or your comment up the, to the higher ups because of some, you know, emotion that you have. It's just so ridiculous. So please, please, I wish all business related things on social media could you know there could be no comments i really wish that was a feature that we could do because it drives me crazy the arguments that it begins like if you're arguing with strangers in comment sections of like national social media posts see how like really took this down a tangent down your road here dd but it's just it's just one of those topics that gets me fired up just use google just use google there it is google well twitter just uh did an update and now you can actually turn off comments if you want, which is pretty cool. Ooh, it's beautiful. Yeah. 
Shouts to Twitter, man. Yeah. Instagram has done that for a while. Like that's yeah. one thing that they uh they have done and I I love that. I don't cuz I don't need your comments. I no one needs anybody's comments and I don't need to see your comments when I'm looking at, you know, if I'm on Kylie Jenner's Instagram page, I don't care about your comments. <laughs> don't. I just don't. Right. I don't need to see them. <laughs> I love Chris, it. Chris, get it off your chest. Okay. Um so We've talked a lot about how we've had a lot of time on our hands during COVID, and that's been since March. Uh, I've had even more time on my hands the last four weeks because uh, I was on parental leave since we had the baby. So I had... um, I watched more TV over the last four weeks than I think I ever have in another four week period of time in my entire life. And I came to a conclusion. It might be potentially controversial, but here we go. Um, Let's get it. I've decided that acting is maybe the weirdest profession of all time. Wow. Fair. Stir it. Stir the pot. Let me explain. Let me explain. Um, So I mean that in the lens of trying to get into the profession of acting. Because for most of us, we go to college, we, we learn how to be an expert at a certain skill or something like that. And then we go, we interview for a, a job in our desired field, and we, we start working. Um, sometimes you have to do jobs that you dislike to get to the job that you like, but eventually most of us find our way to something that we enjoy. Now, the key piece here is that we all do that on our own time. Nobody sees the shitty jobs that we do before we get to the job that we like. It's not live on television or live on the internet for everyone to see <laughs> because Sitting at home, watching TV, and specifically watching commercials, I could not help but notice the amount of actors and actresses that like readily volunteered for things like pharmaceutical commercials, uh, Pepto-Bismol diarrhea ads, um, vaccine commercials, or like other weird and random products like uh, there's that thing that like sucks shit out of your nose. So you're, you feel better, you know, with your sinuses. Like as I was watching all of this stuff, I couldn't help but think to myself, these people want to act so bad. Like they want to be actors and actresses so bad and they want to get screen time so bad that they're willing to sign up for literally everything. I thought to myself, I cannot like, I I don't know that there's anything out there that I would be willing to do a national commercial about diarrhea for. I don't think that 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 anything out there exists. I think it's really, really weird. And that's that's the big conclusion that I came up with uh, that I had to get off my chat. My chest acting is just a weird, a weird profession. Okay, I understand you. I hear you. And before moving to Los Angeles, I would I I felt the same way about all of those weird commercials. But just like with anyone else, rent is due on the first. <laughs> <laughs> 
and it is not cheap to live here. And people who want to be actors that live in Los Angeles, um, they got to pay the rent. Yeah. So if I, um, if Travada calls, which is a HIV medicine, and yes. you may not have HIV, but you look like whatever they're casting for, mm-hmm. you may be in the background, you know, you know, dancing or at brunch with your friends while they read all the horrible things that go on with this drug. <laughs> like, that that's just i mean that's what it is and also those commercials that run over and over again so when you're watching tv think about the commercials you see a ton right what regardless what it's for you see a ton you just see old people walking in the park they're getting paid every time that commercial runs and they're getting paid a lot of money when that commercial runs so yeah i understand what you mean but like once i found out the numbers of those things i'm like you know i get it I get why you would just, you know, be all right with uh, being in the irritable bowel syndrome commercial. <laughs> <laughs> like, what what I want to know is, because I, I, I'm sure the money is very good for, I mean, like, I I've, I know some, I have friends and, and people that have, have done, have booked some commercial gigs that have been pretty big. I, so I know you get can get good money off of it, but like, that I would imagine for most of those people, they they see that as not only an opportunity for a payday, but also like to take the next step, and and that's where I think it's really kind of funny um, because I want to know like, have there been big success stories of people that have done a pharmaceutical commercial that have gone on to great things in their oh, acting? I'm sure commercial? there are. I want to know who they are, (laughs) but we got to find them. Yeah, there's got to be because there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of success stories with big actors nowadays that were like kid actors in commercials and things like that. Right. But I think those specific ones, I mean, you get in a Pepto commercial with the right jingle. That's going to stick around to the right, you know, ad exec. He's, you know, going to put you out there and, and, and get you into the position that you need to get that, you know, daytime TV series, whatever it may be. So Navaj, that son of a bitch runs all the time. <laughs> Tell you what, that lady who sounds like she didn't use it, she sounds like her nose is still stuffed up. Like she's gonna be on the, the silver screen one day, and we're gonna be sitting here talking about her. I know it. I hope she is. In that Navage commercial, there's like a one point where the screen they have like it's like um a Brady Bunch thing, right? Where there's just like a bunch of different squares and like everybody's posing with like a different thing. And there's some people who are in that commercial for legitimately two seconds and it's just a small picture of them. I want to know what each of those people are doing today. I want to know. I have to know. <laughs> hey, let's put this out there. If anybody's got any connections to those people, we will gladly have them on as a guest <laughs> at the yes. table on a future Brunch Breakdown episode. We would love to have that type of discussion. Thousand percent. Oh my gosh. Was there one commercial that made you say, Oh my god, I need to like was there one commercial, Chris, that you yeah, were like, Okay, I had so to? there was. There's one for it's like, is it the uh HPV vaccine where there's like Oh my god, where they're yelling at you? Where yeah, the parents yeah. are yelling at it. The mom like like yeah. stop. Has, <laughs> yes, that one, that one. <laughs> the mom has like her son or daughter in front of her, and then she like gets in front and puts her hand away. She goes, not my child. My and child. screams at me. And I'm like, she's acting her heart out right now, but is this going to lead to anything? Right. It's, that one is unbelievable. It's this so many, everybody's so 
emotional in it. It's fantastic. Okay, take everything I said away defending actors because that commercial, no, that lady is actually acting. No, she's <laughs> like, no, this is her moment. Like she's trying to win a commercial Oscar. I don't know yes. exists. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. acting her heart out. <laughs> she's putting that in her reel she is because that can be into any scene in any movie for anything she went raw emotion there those those are amazing i'm glad that was the commercial oh my god out. i'm so happy that's it because every time that commercial comes on me and siobhan are like what the oh my god <laughs> it's really like aggressive. Every, it's just so aggressive and they just come on an all black screen with the white letters it's like yeah. stop yeah mm-hmm. too much too much yeah Man, I didn't know. I just didn't know HPV was that serious. I just didn't know. Um, <laughs> well, let's move on to a topic that I'm really excited to talk about because we got a text message to the brunch, brunch breakdown uh, group message, and Chris said, "Why do people live in North Dakota?" <laughs> so, Chris, I need you to help us with this. Dude, Why like, were you thinking about North Dakota? This will keep people in your cars. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Uh, maybe drive around the block a couple more times. Here we go. Uh, I was watching, so like it it was kind of a kickoff weekend for football. It was mostly high school football that was being played on ESPN. So occasionally I was flicking back and forth between the games. And one of them at night, it was this high school football game between uh, two teams from North Dakota. And I just got like, I got like emotional about it because I was just thinking about like kids that are, forced to grow up in North Dakota, that just doesn't seem fair. It Not doesn't my child. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dan. That yeah. was perfect. Yeah, yeah, please don't seriously. make me name this episode HPV brunch. I'm very nervous <laughs> right now. That's the the lead right yeah, now. New so, audience there with those keywords. That's gonna get clicks. What what brunch? What's yeah. happening in this episode? Um, yeah, man, I don't know. I just got, I got a little bit, a little bit pissed because I thought like, there are so many cool places to live in this country. And, um, I just feel like kids, kids should, kids should grow up around more cool things to do than be in North Dakota. And in fairness, okay, I know somebody somewhere will probably get pissed off because they're passionate about North Dakota. I've never been there. All I've heard is there's nothing there. So if I'm wrong, I'm sorry, but they they were showing shots of Bismarck and it was just like trees. There was nothing happening. There was nothing there. And um, I don't know. I think we need to do something about it. I think we need to make some, some, you know, this time of year talking about different legislation. Maybe we should do something about North Dakota. Should we move there? No, whoa, no, 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 no. That's the opposite okay. of what I'm getting at. Get them out of there. Get them out of there. Get some like real cities is what you're saying. I I feel you. Dri- trust me, through my story last week, driving through certain areas of Ohio, it probably could have been North Dakota uh, with no cell phone service. Just like, what is out here? Like, why are people growing up here and then being like, yeah, I'm going to stay here. This is cool. I, you know, I don't think if you had the chance, you got to give kids the chance right to experience both sides and then make a decision but yeah those those areas of south dakota idaho like what are you doing out there if you i mean we need farmers we need people that hang out there and do that but we also need uh new leaders of a generation and maybe they're stuck somewhere in a dakota when they could be living up the real life 
in the city. Uh, I'm all for, for, for getting them out, but we need more cities, right? I'm well, sure DD doesn't need any more people in Los Angeles. No, um, I know. <laughs> no, we don't. So I think we need, we need more cities as well, but yeah, get kids out of, uh, get kids out of those lost states. I'm for it, for it there. No, I'm with you. One thing, North Dakota has always fascinated me. Like I have, because I live in a small state. So like I'm from West Virginia. So like I lived in a small state. And when you look at a map and you'd see these maps with like the population of each state and it's like North Dakota is so big on a map. Takes up a lot of space on a map. And then like the population size is like 650,000 people. And I'm like, how? There's 2 million people in West Virginia and it's really small on the map. The North Dakota is really big on the map and has 650,000 people. So that means, do you have neighbors in North Dakota? Like, is your neighbor every four miles? Like, how does that work? I don't understand, like, where the people are. Does everybody <laughs> just have, like, eight acres of land? You know? And mm-hmm. is that what people will say to us when they when the our North Dakota and listen, listeners yell at us? Is because they'll be like, we have all the land. Because everybody gets, like, eight acres for, like... Ten thousand dollars. I yeah. don't know. It's gotta be. Like I don't know, Dakota. but like six hundred fifty thousand people is that's not even if that were a city, it wouldn't even be like top twenty five in the country. Mm-mm. No, it's not dude in okay, so for context, in Burbank, there are three hundred thousand people. And that's a suburb of Los Angeles. <laughs> that's like a neighborhood. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like that's a neighborhood of Los Angeles. And I'm like, how do you do that? I, I just, I, there are cities with millions of people in them. I don't, I, I don't, and I'm not even talking about like the biggest cities in the world. I'm just like the biggest city, like some cities are, have a million people in them. That's, I want to hear from a North Dakota kid yeah. And ask if they have traveled to a major metropolitan city. And I want the feedback. Oh, is there too many people? Is there too much to do? Is that really a problem? Like, what do you do on the weekends there? What are you doing? We're like, watching high school football, apparently, Chris. Yeah, that's the biggest show in town. That's the thing. And like, I, I get it that some people like to be out. They yes. like to be removed from the hustle and bustle. I get it. But ju- I just feel like, they should be in one state. We should just rezone. Those people should be in one state. Well, if you like, but I, I, we just need to give these kids a chance is what, is what I think we need to do. Okay? okay. So I think there should be some type of rule that like, if a kid grows up there, they should have to go to college out of state so that they can experience something else before they decide this is where I want to be forever. So like for those those type of areas, like the out-of-state tuition is actually far less. Yeah. It's kind of like the opposite as it is for everybody else. It's like, you should go out of state. Right. Hmm. There's an incentive. There That's a good one. There are certain states where I feel like if you grew up there, your out-of-state tuition should be in-state tuition. Yes. Because it's like, we want you to leave. <laughs> or at least experience it. If we you want you back, to do you better. We want you to do it's, better. It's kind of like, you know, like the Amish have Rumspringer where like before you're like it, to fully indoctrinated, they give you like time to go out and like party and yeah. see if you like it. Like that's, that's it. what these children need. Yes, that's it. I'm all for that. Yeah, we got to give our future, you know, generations a chance. Get them, get them out there. Get them a taste of, I guess, the real world and 
Maybe they'll make their make the best decision. Move on. North Dakota. Get out North, of North Dakota, Dakota, man. We need a, there needs to be a catchy name like North Dexit or something like that. Or, Do you know how cold it gets in North Dakota? It's like freezing. You talk about pants weather. When's the last time any of them wore shorts? Ask them that question. North Dexit. Let's do this. All right. Now let's get into all oh, speaking of pants. Fall. <laughs> yes. Fall. Yeah, here we go. I hate fall. I hate it. I hate it so much. And I hate, and here's what I hate the most about it is that it's still summer. It's September. We are recording this on September 1st. And everyone is talking about fall. Everyone's been talking about fall for like two weeks now because all the pumpkin spice things at Dunkin' and Starbucks and everywhere, everyone's putting all their stuff out. (sighs) Fall is terrible. It's winter's cousin. That's my whole reason why. Because it gets, it warms you up till you meet the person that keeps you inside. And I hate fall more this year because all it does is just like let you know that, all right, it's going to get darker. We're going to be inside. We're already inside. It's going to get colder. Oh, we're already inside. I hate fall. Fall sucks. I want you guys to tell me how I could like it, but I fucking hate it. I hate everything about it. I hate pumpkins. I've carved a pumpkin one time, and the one time that I did carve a pumpkin, that girl afterwards told me that she was like, eh, I still like my I still like my ex-boyfriend. There's another she's like, I still like my ex-boyfriend. Uh, there it We're is. There's there another is. reason why I hate fall. It's because the one time I did a pumpkin thing to impress a girl, she dissed me right after. Hmm. I hate fall. Fall's terrible. It's the worst. What just happened? Can you hear me now? Now we can hear you. I don't. I had a screaming baby in the other room, so I muted myself for a second. I don't know. We need that. I okay. I don't know how we can help you overcome the trauma that you've experienced during fall. Um, But you live in a place where fall isn't real. So what? Why are you so angry? Still gets dark. There are still leaves. I hate Do the it. leaves change in LA? It's hard to find a tree that changes. It's, hard, <laughs> okay. it's really hard to find a tree. But when you see it, you step the in it. You just suck. get a little bit more. Yeah, they yes. just get sad. Yeah. yeah. No, that, I got, that's, really, what I was, that's what I was going to say, too, is I know that the weather can't be that drastic. Like fall, like pre-fall, early fall, because you're right. We're actually technically still in summer for like three more weeks. Yeah. Which, by the way, September 1st, welcome to pumpkin season, ladies and, ladies and gentlemen. We had that announcement a couple of weeks ago. The early uh, exception into pumpkin season. You don't have to wait for Labor Day. Get it going now. But that pre-fall, like, shorts sweatshirt at night, that's primetime wardrobe right there. I'm a big fan of the sweatshirt in shorts weather. You're you're asking the wrong person because I love everything pumpkin. Um, it's a it, you. We start to get into, like, the holiday season. You actually can look forward to, like, do you look forward to Labor Day? Like, no, not not really. Like, Halloween's an actual holiday we can look forward to, and that's a fall holiday. Thanksgiving is a fall holiday, also ones that we can look forward to. There are momentous, momentous occasions throughout the fall. Football is back in a normal year. Saturdays are spent outside. Campfire action. I'm glad we got to the har- the root of the problem here with your pumpkin ex-girlfriend situation, because no, I think it's no, still stemming. No. I do. I think it is. No, but that's not it. Fall, <laughs> fall is just literally terrible because it starts to rain in the fall, right? So it doesn't rain that much here. But 
there's a chance of it actually happening. You may wake up, go on your balcony, and it's cold outside. I'm not a fan of that. And I've never, and I wasn't a fan of that when I lived on the East Coast, where I've lived more, most of my life. I never liked fall. It's just it, rain, like being standing out in the side, standing outside rainy, rainy football games, because we used to, have to do a lot of Saturday events. Saturdays, cold. Saturdays, rainy. Fall. Fall gets you ready for the awfulness of winter. That's why it's literally the worst season. So I'm I'm fully with Dan on this. Uh, I'm not I'm I'm not gonna declare my love for pumpkin spice or anything like that. But I I I love fall. A big reason to that is because of football. Uh, but there's only really two months that suck out of the year, and they're January and February. So get over it. <laughs> no, October days don't do anything for you. October, no, because Labor Day I love. That's why it's crazy that you said Labor Day no one looks forward to. I love Labor Day because Labor Day is like the last time that you get to like, you know, well, before living out here, that you get to have fun outside. People's pools are still open that last weekend, you know? That's Mm -hmm. why I love Labor Day. And then, you know, school stuff. That's another, school's terrible. I have always hated school. So that's another reason why I've always hated fall. And just seeing kids get ready, like seeing kids back to school pictures, just like give me, it makes me feel like I'm going back to school. Like I get, yeah. Like I get, get yeah. Like with you there, I get angry when I see back to school commercials in like the last week of July. Like that angers me still. Like what are you doing? Get this off here. You're making me mad. You're pissing me off and I'm not in school. Yeah, but how about this, Dan? You, you, because you're uh, your friend to the grocery biz. Um, what's the deal with already having Halloween candy out? Now, that's usually against protocol from my grocery life and where I come from. It is usually for a while. It wasn't accessible until Labor Day. Like you couldn't get it any earlier than Labor Day, which that should still hold in place. I don't want to see Halloween candy out before Labor Day, and I have for probably two maybe even three weeks halloween candy has been out that it's already out around here and it totally caught me off guard it's just it's just a reason for people to grab it and then eat it before halloween and then have to buy it again that's all that they're getting out of it now like halloween oreos pumpkin spice all that stuff bring it on i just i was just swiping in the grocery store the other day my fiance wasn't even looking and i was just like she'd come back she'd be like what's all this i'd be like it's pumpkin season like she knows like she should know by now um, but all that stuff is great. Saturdays, give me like a 70 degree day, a little bit of a cool breeze. Again, sweatshirt shorts, all about that. 70 about those, high of 70, low of 50 is the best weather you can have. Fall activities, all about fall activities, campfires at night, because then you're not sweating around it like you do during the summer. I'm, I'm all for it. I, I hate the fact that it, the days get shorter. I am with you there. I think daylight savings should be just like adjusted where it's along the longest day and the sun sets late all throughout the year. But I'm a, yeah, I'm a big fan of fall. I don't like what it event eventually ends up with, with winter. So I'll give you that, but I don't need to worry about that till December. I'm, I'm good for a couple of months of fall. Give me some fall. Fall's trash. I hate it, but Wow. I just wanted it, to get that out. It and, goes deep you know, I you. hope you guys en- enjoy your fall. Like, enjoy your season. I don't want to, like, make you guys not like your season. Enjoy your season. Enjoy it. Enjoy nothing, it. Nothing pumpkin spice for you. Nothing at all. She's trash. Didi, I think you and Siobhan need to go carve a pumpkin together so you can oh get over God. some of this PTSD. Yeah, there it is. No, no. 
No, no. Here, here's the reason why. I wish <laughs> I wish I wouldn't have said that. I hope that for some reason she doesn't listen to this podcast. But um, <laughs> we'll make great sure she person. does. Great person. But anyways. <laughs> um, no, the reason why I don't want to is because it's gross. It's disgusting. Pulling out the guts of the pumpkin and all that stuff. It's just gross. It's messy. I don't like messy stuff. I, you know, I'm not good at drawing or anything. Or so I so trying to make a pumpkin look like something is just not my thing. Like I'm not, I don't like arts and crafts. So no, and it's the reason why, like, the only reason I liked Halloween back in the day is because, like, you would go out for, like, I didn't like Halloween when I was growing up. I stopped dressing up when I was in third grade. Then I started dressing up again because you kind of can't get girls if you're not dressed up in something. So Fair. that's why I wore a Mighty Ducks t-shirt for, like, six years in a row. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> because that's the minimal. I had to do the little, the minimal to, uh, to, to dress up. So, no, those holidays don't get me – no, they don't what get if, me going. What about as your daughter and future child get a little bit older and they want to carve a pumpkin? You're going to be all in on that and you're going to rediscover it. You're going to have to get over the gross. No, you know the biggest kick. No, the biggest kick in the dick is that I have two kids born in October. <laughs> right. So it's just the biggest. So funny, you know. It's great. I hate. I hate fall, but you know, both my children they'll have birthdays in October. Dude, fall's great. great. Fall's love, great. Yeah, I love fall. No, only thing that's good about it is, uh, is 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 football. And I will let Chris go into this next topic about shortening sports. What's up, man? So, yeah, the, this topic came up this week about potentially um, or just trying to see if you would be in favor of shortening baseball games to seven innings. There are nine innings normally this year. There's been a lot of doubleheaders because of the shortened season. They've had to shorten games that are part of doubleheaders to seven innings. So people started wondering, should we do, just do this normally? And we have all done some group think on this podcast periodically and talked about how awful baseball is. So I feel like it's a rese- probably a resounding yes from this group that baseball should be shortened to seven or fewer innings. Um, <laughs> 100%. Okay. Yeah, I figured we would be all in on that one, but I'm it here. made me wonder, are there other things that we would want to change about other sports? So you could shorten other sports or make other rule changes um and uh, we could go through each sport football hockey baseball basketball if you want um and see what you guys think if there's anything that you would change so anything for football um for football i would change a lot take away field goals like take away the goalposts like they should all be retractable goalposts take them down unless somebody wants to kick a 56 plus yard field goal because those are exciting I guess in college it's like forty or something, but like just depending on what team you're watching, because college field goals are can be exciting. College once kickers you get past forty yards. College kickers are those are a good time. But if we're talking NFL. It's like the kickers are so good, it's boring, you know. And then coaches like coach around kicking field goals, and I think that makes the game so boring. You have all these great athletes on the field, and they're gonna play to kick a field goal from like the ten, and I'm like, what are why did I? Why am I watching this game if that's what we're gonna do? So I say you take away the goalposts and they play for four downs unless they're gonna kick from fifty six yards or more out. That's okay. that's my big rule change. I'm in favor of that. Um, I think both professional and college football need to be shorter, especially 
as much as I love them both, college football games are way too long. Like three and a half hours is too long. The stoppages for first down, that has to go away. The clock has to run more. When a player goes out of bounds, you've got the clock stop, and then it's got to start running again outside of two minutes. I think the things that the NFL has done a little bit to try to speed up the game, college football has to embrace a little bit more, but both of them, I think, have to speed up. They just take way too long. Like three hours is about as long as a football game should go, anything over that. Uh, it's, it's just too long because I want to watch more football, right? But when you're spending three and a half hours on a game, especially if you're at a game, that's an all day activity and fall nights are coming up and I want to do fall night things after a football game. So I think it needs, needs to be sped up. Um, you talked about the field goals. I think the, you're right. Field goals in college after like longer than 40 yards are exciting, but the hashes being wider in college football makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Just stop that. Just make them narrow like the NFL is as well. I think that needs to be a big change to, I don't know, make it a little bit more realistic. If anything, flip them. I don't care. Flip them. Make them wider in the NFL. Yeah, I think you should do that in the NFL. Make them wider. Make it harder. Um, Another one I had uh, for football was just like, why is there a penalty against having, like, why is there an ineligible man downfield? Like, why can't? Why can't your center go out and catch a pass? Who cares? Why yeah. can't you do that? More uh, fat also, guy That's what I That's want. a good one. That's a good one. Also, I think you should get three timeouts for the entire game. You don't get three each half. Give me three the entire game. Use them better. You had months, weeks, and even more days to prepare for that game. And if you need to stop the clock six times because you can't figure something out right then, that's on you. You get three and that's it. That's that's a really good one because I hate that they don't that they get so many timeouts when all you do in football is talk. (laughs) You huddle up, like you go, you get time between each play. You know what I mean? In like hockey and basketball, you don't get that. You know, the turnover, you're going down the other field. There's a turnover Mm -hmm. in football. The game stops for five minutes. (laughs) Like what? What were you doing? Yeah. What do you need to do timeout for? There's like no momentum in football like that. Like everything doesn't change. Yeah, I'm. I'm full with you on that. Uh, another one with football is um, I hate that you can end a game with like real time left on the clock just because a team doesn't have timeouts. I think that the clock should stop with two minutes left every time. So then you have to run plays like you have to run the clock out like physically. You can't just, you know, take two steps back and kneel and then like a minute and 59 seconds of the game just goes and it's like you won by a touchdown like that's real time in a game they could just make the game more exciting and i i get the arguments of that like saying oh well you you fought for 60 minutes whatever but it just sucks when you see a game you know just end like that when you could have actually seen some real action whether it been the team just going getting like three first downs and it's over but you know i rather see more action than the the victory formation with two minutes left yeah kneeling sucks yeah it's um, terrible so how about hockey? One that I had for hockey was I don't understand why guys can't kick pucks into the net or like bat them in with their hand. I don't think you should be able to grab it and mm-hmm. throw it. But like if you're coordinated enough to be on a sheet of ice and be able to kick a puck in, who cares? Do it. Let them do it. Yeah, I love that one. And it's not going any faster than it would off your stick. It's going slower. So if that's on the goaltender, if he can't make that type of a reaction, that's a that's a really good one. I like that. 
I like that too because even the way that like you know like what people don't understand is like just hockey players are so freaking good and know where it's going and it's like I feel like Sidney Crosby could like literally ricochet off somebody's off of somebody's skate and that was actually him shooting it it's, yeah. this is not an accident this is him like no that's open I can do this and I'm like what's wrong with that I don't see the problem <laughs> <laughs> um I feel like we've already Dan do you have any others for hockey I don't think I think hockey's actually done a pretty good job in the last couple of years and adjusting some of the rules the way that icing gets called taking away things like the two-line pass which was the dumbest thing in the history of that sport but I think they've done a, actually a pretty decent job in adjusting the rules to make it more watchable. The games are much quicker, which is enjoyable as well. I think we've talked about the game presentation of all sports, and I think hockey can do better. And they're kind of being forced into ways maybe this year to to be able to do that, to enhance. Everybody says hockey's hard to follow. If you're not a diehard hockey fan, it's hard to follow while watching on TV. So I think there's enhancement that they can do in like game production. But the only other thing I could think of is maybe limiting the size of goaltender pads. And that's only because goalies are getting bigger now, right? 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", these guys are getting huge. So you put those pads on them that were regulation 15 years ago, now looks ridiculous because that they have to fit these huge guys. So maybe slimming those down a little bit so we can get a little bit more offense in the game. Maybe bring back the glow puck too. Maybe <laughs> Uh, I think we've talked enough about baseball in the past. So yeah. in the effort of time, we would just change most of it. Yeah. Um, the season needs shortened too. The season and the, the games. Oh, yeah. both, season needs shortened. And honestly, there should be a rule in baseball that, because, you know, I, I covered a lot of baseball, sat in press boxes a lot. And it's just like, if you could just, you can see where a game's going, especially when you're playing somebody like the Pirates who, you know, pretty much suck all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like after four innings, I feel like the umps should have an option just to be like, all right, we're done here. This was fun. Let's let's have a good one. I really think so. Because in baseball, a lot of them are just like, you know, this is happening. You know what's going on. And we're just we're just sitting there bored for nine innings for no reason. I feel like in the sixth inning, they should just be able to like, okay, all right, everybody go home. We're done here. Pirates lost for nothing. Well, they do that in boxing, right? Like if one guy's just getting the shit kicked yep. out of him, they can call it. Yeah. yeah, they can be like, he's not fighting anymore. And it's like, yeah, after the Pirates are down 4 nothing in the first, we know it's over. We know it's done. Yeah. Like, just, they're not fighting anymore. Call it. And look how exciting this shortened season and shortened games have turned out to be. Like, the Slam Diego Padres that nobody would think would even make the playoffs are going to be, like, in contention for the World Series. They made all these trades at the trade deadline. They're the most exciting team in baseball right now. It's not enough for me to watch it, but it's enough for me to <laughs> at least pay attention to them. And it's exciting that these teams, teams that you thought were going to be at the top, maybe necessarily aren't, and other teams are being more competitive, and they're making moves. They're like, yeah, so what? It's a shortened season. The World Series is still going to count if we win it. So there's proof in the pudding right there that I think it could work. Uh, last one is basketball, and I will go with this one and say, I want them to raise the hoop. I'm you're oh. seven, you're seven feet tall. Most of you, you're most of you are between six, eight and seven feet. I'm not impressed that you can dunk anymore because you barely have to jump. I want to make it a little more difficult. Okay. And these teams are scoring 150 points a game. Like we have to do something. We have to make it more challenging. The only problem with that is no, there's the no shooting problem. Of there's the no, there's the no shooting problem. of the game. The is shooting, the problem. Of, the shooting is the problem. Shot. You have to change. Like <laughs> I know. Let's separate the, the the men from the boys here and see who can really adjust to it. Remember, wow. they used to do those celebrity games during yeah. like the the NBA uh, All Star Rock weekend? and Jock, yeah. 
and they would have like the higher <laughs> goals and you made more points if you shot higher. Let's do that. Wow. <laughs> oh, what I want to end, what I would I love to end in basketball is just like all of the fouling that goes on, especially at the end of college basketball games. And, I, you know, when the game's close and you're trying to extend the game, I just, I, I want people to get kicked out for that. Yeah, That's all. I just, I really just want people just to get kicked out of the game for that. Cause I just feel like it just, it extends the game and I get the strategy part of it, but like nobody wants to watch people shoot foul shots all night. Right. Nobody wants that. So yeah, I, like, I don't know how you, I don't know how you limit that where you can't like, do you like in the NBA, do you make it five fouls before you're out like colleges and then you reduce it in college or maybe the bonus is like something even worse. Like <laughs> there's a more opportunity for them to score more points. And you're just like, this isn't worth it. This isn't worth it. I'm not shooting free throws anymore. <laughs> um, maybe that's what it is. Like a bigger threat to the bonus. Once you get into bonus territory, it's just like, they're just getting points or something like that. Um, but I think maybe even extending the, they've talked about this, extending the three point line. Right. But I think not only extending the three point line, I think you need to have a four point line. I think at, at half court or right inside a half court, give me a four point line. I want to see some, people chucking some shots up because Steph Curry is going to have himself a field day out there. And that could be, that could be interesting because they do, those dudes can make it. Those shots are ridiculous. And the fact that they're good for only three, uh, when they're 15, 18 feet behind the line is absolutely crazy. But that's, yeah, that was the biggest one I had too, was somehow being able to cut down on the fouling because of, you know, you can go through a game quickly and then those last two to three minutes can take, half on oh. half of an hour and that's just crazy so, so yeah being able to cut back on that i think would help the game a lot luka Doncic is hitting threes from like the black lives matter logo yeah. <laughs> he should get more than three points for that. you got to get a bonus there you got to get something yeah give him more points <laughs> yeah and just like dame lillard pulling like the game that they beat the lakers in that series like he's pulling up from the logo like yeah. pulling up from the logo there's no heave it's just like no this is where i'm shooting from it's <laughs> just yeah, it's ridiculous what guys can, you know, what those guys can do now from from deep. But yeah, this was good. This was a very brunchy conversation. It was. Like this was this was very brunchy right here. Yeah. All right, well, we guys, the, we need the people to hit us up to give us yeah. their opinions. What would what you do that? to change or shorten or better any of these sports at Brunch Breakdown? Yeah, that's a good one. I like this one. All right, guys, what we're listening to. Let's get it started with a uh, VMAs. Dan, kick it. So, yeah, I want to talk about the VMAs because they just happened this past Sunday, um, basically on every network that is on cable television. They just completely took over cable, which I loved, because what else are you going to be watching on Sunday? We'll ask Chris that question because I don't believe he did, but um, it was really interesting because they weren't telling us anything going into these VMAs. They said live. They're talking about live performances, appearances. And everybody was wondering, how are they going to do this? There's not details of anything. They weren't giving us anything. So that was enough of a reason to tune in. And I thought the presentation was really good, actually. I think MTV did an awesome job. And they made everybody else look kind of ridiculous that have put together any sort of simulated live feeling type of event, whether it's with virtual fans or, you know, plugged in sound, whatever it might be. They did a really nice job, not making people at home feel stupid. 
and also making it feel very real. Uh, the presentation, how it was done, basically in a studio with green screens surrounding it, but it looked it looked good. I think it looked good. The sound quality made it it sound like there were actually people there, so that they had virtual fans or whatever. And they even at when they first opened the show, and you could see people kind of like doing the ver- the the fans on top of buildings. I was like, wait a minute, is that real? Because the way that they did it, where it wasn't, there wasn't a lot of light around it. It had me tricked for a second there, but uh, I thought everything was really well thought out, produced. Naturally, it wasn't all live. All of the performances were were great, were really well produced as well. Um, I think it was. I think it was shortened this year. Correct me if I'm wrong, because it's usually a, maybe a three hour show. It was a two hour show. They didn't give away a ton of awards, but I think with what they were limited with. And everything, the presentation of the VMAs was uh, the best type of live action ceremony presentation that I've seen this year with what you were limited to be able to do. Yeah, because it felt like an award show. Like yeah. it looked like an award show. It wasn't a bunch of virtual stuff. It was like everybody actually were whenever they filmed it, but they were in the same place. It was mm-hmm. cohesive. It made it feel like you were actually watching an award show, even though there are no fans. I thought the crowd, the fake crowd noise, I. I'm here and there with the fake with the crowds cheering. I just it's it's sometimes a little weird to me, but yeah, but yeah, I thought it was I thought it was I thought it was really well done. The BET Awards this past summer, this, I mean this a couple months ago, they did they did theirs virtually too, but it felt like everything was a music video, and like the host was in her house, mm-hmm. so it was just weird. But like I, I thought that was like overproduced, and I thought this at least looked like. The performances, they shot them like they were shooting a performance on stage, not like they were shooting like this music video, you know. So I thought right. that was cool. Yeah. And there were like mess ups in there, too. So that was like, you know, kind of decent. Yeah, it did. It felt very, very real. It was the, the realest thing that, you know, been able to to an actual award show, like you said, I think in quite some time. So I think the fact that they didn't give a whole lot of that away early on was was smart. And the entire production of it was good. The performances I thought were really good. You know, I think I'm not like thrilled at the awards that they were giving away that night. Like I bitch about this every year, how like the rock and alternative categories are just like completely ignored. And I don't understand it. Like we're giving away like best K-pop and best Latin artists like in the show. And I get it. Music is global and they're trying to reach that audience more, but it's like, and don't, don't tell me like, Oh, well that's because those artists were there. Well, unfortunately the artists that won, best alternative was machine Gun kelly and he was there so i don't want to hear that as an excuse either but i think they need to do a little bit better of a job uh with the awards that they that they give out there's some cool new awards that they did this year gaga cleaned house by the way deservedly show so it was completely the lady gaga show and she did a, her performance was amazing bringing ariana grande out and she took home a bunch of awards including the tricon awards so it was a pretty cool night. It was nice to feel a little bit of sense of, of normalcy and, yeah. and not another award show that had to be canceled this year. Yeah, it felt no- that's uh, that's one of the things it did feel like. It's end of the summer, VMAs are on, and it didn't feel fake. It felt right. weird. It felt like things were actually happening. So mm-hmm. felt normal. Yeah, I like that. With football coming and stuff, stuff, things are starting to feel like it's supposed to a little bit. We'll yeah, see. a little bit of sense yeah. of that. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Well, into what we're listening to, guys. Um, ice cream, Blackpink, 
Selena Gomez. That's definitely going on the list this week. Hell Chris, yeah. we made you watch the video for homework. What are your thoughts? Uh, so the the last Blackpink song you made me listen to was in a different language, and I didn't like. <laughs> I didn't know how to review it. <laughs> Yeah, or, or like what I was supposed to get out of it. Um, this one is in English, and it's very catchy. Nice. I, I don't hate like that's the thing. I I didn't I don't even know that I like hated the last one. I just didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> Did you listen to Dynamite by BTS on last week's playlist? Yes, and that's uh, on my playlist review. That's one of my favorite ones from from this past oh, week. Yeah. Oh yeah, the playlist review. I love that. I love yeah, the Chris, yeah, we've missed the-, the Chris Gates playlist review. Yeah. Tell us what you tell us what you thought. Tell us what you thought of last week before we get into this week. Yeah, so Dynamite was, I mean, another one. It's super catchy. I thought it was really good. Um, I, I obviously enjoyed the the Bryce Vine tracks. Didi and I both put some of his music on there, so that was uh, that was up there for me. And then the other one I had was um, it's Lil Zell, right? Yeah, yeah. That was just another fun song, man. I just enjoyed it. So um, those are the three artists that kind of stuck out to me from this past week. Um, I still need to listen. I, I need to, it's a shoot. I'm blank blanking on it. Now the killers, right? They, yeah, I need to listen to that whole album. Cause I listened to the one song, but I feel like that's a band that I need to like actually go and listen to that album before I like make a, a, a an opinion on it. But that's a good, that's a good call because it is a very diverse album and I think it's incredible and it's worth listening to start to finish. So good, uh, good call on that one. But yeah, it was. I like this Blackpink song, and feel free to send more to me if you want me to review <laughs> them on the playlist. Oh, oh, we will. Chris, Chris Gates is gonna have a, <laughs> it's gonna have a K-pop blog, yeah. so <laughs> cannot wait. He's gonna be obsessed with it by the by, by the end of this. But uh, but yeah, I love I love the ice cream song. I'm a huge fan of Blackpink, so I I was I'm happy that this song. I was nervous with Selena Gomez being in it. I was really nervous. I was like, eh, but you know, Selena's having a big year. She's kind of everywhere right now. So her cooking show on HBO Max is great too. She's everywhere. I don't know. So, <laughs> all right. So Dan, what are you listening to? Uh, band that I uh, mentioned earlier in the podcast, one of my favorite bands uh, ever, and especially right now, Paris, or as Chris likes to refer to them as, Purvis, because Purvis. of the V. Yes, uh, but. Even amongst the weird news of kicking one of the members out of the band, they released their uh, third, I believe, studio album th- last week called Use Me. And it's it's different. It's a, it's a turn away from their older sound, which was kind of a darker alternative rock, maybe a, a alternative pop even type of sound with their or older music. But uh, Lynn, Lynn Gunn, the lead singer, really has taken over as the leader of this band. And this was entirely her project. And they've embraced her for that. And they've had to kind of push her to the forefront and be like, this is your music. This is your thing. You have developed this project. So it is. It's different. There's a, there's a lot more electro uh, type of sound to it. It's v- closer to the pop category than it is alternative. Should still have that, you know, deeper uh voice and vocals to it and lyrics are still there but it's it's a different turn and i'm really really excited for it the album is fantastic like i said it's called use me um the tracks i'll put in the playlist this week probably stay gold uh, dead weight is really good hallucinations came out 
earlier this summer uh, as one of the tracks leading up to it. So really, really happy to have new Paris back. Chris, what are you listening to? Yeah, so the first one I'm going to put on the playlist, um, Neck Deep is a band I'm a really big uh, fan of. They have a new album, All Distortions Are Intentional is what it's called. And uh, I'm going to put a couple songs on the playlist from that. Um, they're, they're one track, it's called Sick Joke. And there's a quote in the song, I, you know, well, I guess just the theme of the song is like, you know, sometimes I wonder if life is just a sick joke. And I think that that is a quote that is kind of, um, can, can hit home for a lot of people in regards to the way 2020 has played out. Um, so that I'm going to put telling stories on there as well. Um, I've been through the album a couple of times and I'm a pretty big fan of it. So, uh, that's my first one for this week. Nice. Uh, I got Corday and Roddy Rich. Roddy Rich has had an insane year. Well, him and Corday have this song called gifted that I absolutely love. And I think we just lost Dan. Apparently Dan doesn't love it because he's gone. Yeah, he does not love it. He left us. But anyways, Corday and Roddy Rich. Uh, Roddy Rich had a huge year with a bunch of different songs. And Gifted is another one that I think is going to be huge. Because, and it sound and the sound of it is so cool. It's like this song just was on a playlist and it just kind of smacked me in the face because they just kind of trade lines throughout this whole song. And at times you're just like, whoa, you're, you're just like, it's like they're just going back and forth, going back and forth. And it's an amazing song. It's got a cool message about, you know, getting to the height, you know, being gifted is what the song is about and just like having success and, you know, helping out people and stuff. But, um, but yeah, Corday and Roddy Rich gifted. It's a really, really good song. Nice. Love You've it. had Roddy Rich on the playlist uh, at least once before, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. A couple of times. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, weirdly enough, I'm still here in the audio as long as you can still hear me. I don't know why I disappeared on the video. Uh, it's all good, but, Dan. <laughs> but Go uh, my next one up is going to be from another art- artist that I'm a huge, huge fan of. Uh, not super well known. She's an independent artist, does everything herself. Uh, Verite. Um, she's just really, really fantastic. And she had a song came out uh, last week called Younger Women. It's kind of a heartbreak song. So, hey, there we go. There he is. Um, There's softer vocals to start things off and an intense kind of like funk bass beat that drives through the chorus. Uh, And then she kind of just lets loose in the bridge and she really kind of lets it all out. So you kind of get that heartbreak feel and the emotion she put into this song. So it's a new era and kind of new sign of things to come for her based on what she's been saying on her social media, a lot of it relationship based. So really excited for a new Verite. We'll have younger women on the list this week. Cool. Uh, my second one is uh, from Zach Brown band. Uh, they released a song called you and islands about a month ago. Uh, and it's just a, I, I don't know. It's just a really easy listen. It's a fun listen and it was recorded and produced and released in quarantine. And it speaks to quarantine and basically uh, talks about wanting to be uh, <laughs> on an island in a much better place than uh, a lot of us are uh, just being cooped up inside. So that's another one I'm going to put on the playlist this week. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. Uh, Calvin Harris and The Weeknd, uh, Over Now, that song is the smoothest breakup song I've ever listened to in my life. Because <laughs> when you're listening to the song, because it's a, you know, it's a Calvin Harris-led song, so it's a, you know, a lot of it is about the production. But, like, you can listen to this song and not know, and The weekend's voice is so just, you know, it's just so smooth on this, that you don't know that you're listening to a breakup song. Because once you listen to the song again and again, you're like, wait, oh, 
it's like he's literally sledding a girl down easy. He's like, no, it's done. We're we're done. It's is almost this is like the breakup song that you write like right before you guys hook up one last time. You're broken up. You've been broken up for months. Maybe you call each other. Maybe you hit the text, and you're like, this is a really bad idea. Like nothing's changing. Like I'm not right for you. You're not right for me. But he says it so smooth. And you're just like, man, this is a great song. So over now, Calvin Harris, The weekend. you know, this is the perfect, I'm going to hook up with that person one last time before I never see them again. Breakup song. Nice. It's perfect. Over nice. now. Uh, I'm going to go with another, another artist that maybe not very many people have heard of. Teddy Swims released a song called Broke. Yeah. Yeah. Released a song called Broke last week, and he's very multi-genre in terms of his sound. It's kind of hip-hop based, but there's funk, there's jazz. Uh, If you check out his Spotify page, there's a lot of covers, and they're pretty wild from some very popular songs. You wouldn't even recognize them aside from just the lyrics and what he's done. If he pulled back, he's slower. He's got an incredible vocal range that's kind of, you know, reminds me of kind of uh, Nathaniel uh, Rateliff a little bit where he's kind of just like a bigger dude that has a huge voice and a huge range. So broke by Teddy swims is a jam and you're going to be, you're gonna be bumping out to this one that week, this, that one this week. I just, okay. I just looked up Teddy swims on Apple music and I'm telling you right now, I, I, I don't know what you expected Teddy swims to look like, but this is not <laughs> what I expected Teddy swims to look right. like. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. And so is his voice. It's incredible. Yeah. I'm excited to check it out, Dan, because I I, I I mean you have the same. I like I, I like a lot of music to listen yeah. to, but that was just very surprising when I saw a picture <laughs> of Teddy Swims. <laughs> right. <laughs> Teddy Swims reminds you to not judge a book by its cover. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. My last one is the retro replacement for this week, guys. And um this is gonna be the second appearance by Ray J on our playlist uh this week he's going to be joined by the new boys and they're going to be singing tie me down (laughs) yes so enjoy that this week that was one of my favorite songs in like 2009 and uh it'll be good yes ray j made an appearance on uh brandy and monica did a versus battle last night and uh ray j made an appearance just you know came in and hugged brandy and said hello there but yeah, go. it was nice to see Ray J, you yeah. know? Yeah, it's nice to see Ray J. Uh, my, <laughs> uh, I, I want to pick one more. Um, PJ Panda, healthy. I don't know if you guys know about PJ Panda, but PJ Panda does he know, makes... Does he know Teddy Swims? <laughs> he might. <laughs> he might. PJ Panda, and I don't want to say much about this because I really just want you to listen to it. So I'm not going to say anything, but PJ Panda, healthy. That's okay. it. Done. All right. I respect that. Chris's live, uh, I can't wait for Chris's live uh, review of that next week. That's really where the, really, really where it comes out, the raw review from Chris Gates. Oh, is that it? We're good? That's it. That's the playlist. Another good one. Oh, and that's the playlist. Well, guys, this has been fun. It has been. This is a, we covered a lot of topics here this week. Yeah. I think, you know, we're trying to, a lot of it is changing for the good, right? It was helping kids out of North Dakota. It was changing sports. We're trying to give people new music to listen to and experience. So we're just here to help the people, man. Yeah. Fall still trash, but tell them where <laughs> they can listen to the brunch breakdown. <laughs> yes, you can find us anywhere that you listen to podcasts, whether that be iTunes, uh, 
Google Podcasts, Spotify, Rihanna as well, SoundCloud. Again, anywhere that you find a podcast, you can find The Brunch Breakdown. And don't forget, you can find the full video episodes of the podcast going up on our Facebook pages, a Facebook page and YouTube pages. Those go up uh, the same day that the audio is released as well. So don't forget to check those out. Like us on all the social media as well. One Instagram, one we are on Twitter and we are on Facebook. Love it. Well, have a happy Labor Day. And uh, we will see you guys at the table for more brunch next week. Peace.